Join me today as I'll be at some place which I just forgot in my head because brain fart <laughs> is good. Join me today at St. Thomas University where I will be interviewing Rick Ned. <laughs> That's exactly what you tried not to do. Rick Ned. Join me today as I interview Rick Erisman and Nick Red at the University of St. Thomas. We're going to hijack their back room and talk about living God's purpose for your life. And we're going to get to know Dan Driver a little better in this podcast. Welcome to the Net Ministries podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the Net Ministries podcast. And now your hosts, Matt Reiswig and Dan Driver. Welcome to the Net Ministries podcast. I'm Matt Reiswig. And I'm Dan Driver. And we work for Net Ministries. And here at Net, we've noticed that a vast majority of young Catholics are leaving the church. So in response to that, we send teams of young adults across the country to preach the gospels at schools and Catholic parishes. And that's mainly what we do. But we also have a podcast. We also have this podcast, which you're either listening to or watching on some video thing. What are the other options? Those are the only two options? I think those are the other two options that we have. Um, but this podcast is for you, the listener, to hopefully be challenged in your faith and to love Christ and embrace the life of his church. I think maybe we could, uh, sometime we could have a themed podcast that's mm. like a... It's like it's like an addendum. It's like we we mention smells throughout the podcast, and the person has to pause it and then go. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe we shouldn't do that. Anyways, we're we're excited to be back with you today, Dan. Do you want to tell them what's coming up on the show? Yeah. So I'm going to be speaking with two friends of mine and yours as well, uh, Rick Erisman and Nick Red, and they are both professional life coaches. So they coach you in life, which. I'm not really sure what that means, but we're going to talk about it and discover what it means. And also, we're going to talk about living God's purpose for your life. That's great. That sounds awesome. And before we get into any of that, a lot of you have been asking uh, to get to know us a little bit more. And so specifically today, uh, we're going to have some time to grill Dan. Awesome. Dan, do you think you're ready for this? I'm not ready for this. Okay. I'm going to start with the softball question. Okay, do it. I'm going to throw it your way. Get ready, everybody. Dan, I'm going to grab my computer here. Okay. okay uh, what do you think the best thing is about taking a selfie? Hmm. The best thing about taking a selfie for me, because I was thinking about this the other day when I did it with my family and somebody offered to take the photo. Oh, is, yeah. I don't know why, but I feel so uncomfortable when you're like taking yeah. a selfie and mm -hmm. somebody walks by and they say, can I take that for yeah. you? It's like, what, yeah. do you think I'm not good enough? <laughs> yeah. But also, like, there's something, there's a story of the person behind the camera, and you are the person behind the camera, and you're in shot at the same time. And when you're taking, like, a family photo or something with close friends, like, there's an intimacy there, and I really like that. Because uh, you're, like, close? Yeah. 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 Do you, uh, how often do you say you take selfies without other people? Like, it's just you. That's a really good question. We're getting um, deep fast. Not super often. I often neglect to take selfies when I think I should, if that makes any kind of sense. Okay, yeah, so your mid-year resolution is... Take more selfies. You know, like, you're, <laughs> you're at a really cool place, and you can take a picture of the scenery. But you could also take a picture of yourself. I forget to do that, and I end up with lots of shots of scenery, and I don't know. I understand because sometimes, sometimes I'm like, do people really want to see a picture of me yeah. or am I kind of full of myself? Uh, I took one the other day and I, it was really forced. So I recently like changed something on my car and I took a photo of myself after I did it. But I was just going to take a picture of a carburetor. But instead I took a picture of me with the carburetor. But that took a lot of energy. I would say, honestly, it was a really great picture to you. I was a bit embarrassed. You can go follow Dan on Instagram and check out the picture. But honestly, like, I would rather see a picture of you and your carburetor than just your carburetor. And that's what I gathered. So Okay, we're moving on, Dan. Good, good answer. Um, 
Okay, this one was worded kind of strangely. That's cool. Um, these are listeners submitted. Um, if you could only store one type of food in your pocket, what would you carry? <laughs> well, first thing I think of is tater tots, but that's only <laughs> because of Napoleon Dynamite. That's the only time I've seen someone store food in their pocket. Uh, on okay. further reflection, maybe jerky. Okay, beef jerky. Yeah, but not like... For the rest of your life. Wrapped jerky. <laughs> Like Wait, it is wrapped or it's not wrapped? It's wrapped. It's not like naked. That okay. sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem with beef jerky is just so expensive. That yeah. What's more valuable in your pockets, money or beef jerky? <laughs> well, it depends on how much the beef jerky is worth and how much I can sell it for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we've gone down a weird rabbit hole to start this. Um, rabbit jerky. Same, uh, same, same topic. Uh, what's the weirdest food combination you've ever tried? Food combination. Um, okay, so right near my house, there's this like hole in the wall uh, pub, and it reminds me of home because it's like a neighborhood pub. It's called Tappers, and they have a pizza called the Coney Island Pizza. Okay, and it's chopped up hot dog and raw onion and mustard and ketchup on a pizza, and it's amazing. And that's really good. It's actually good. Were you nervous the first time you tried it? Uh, kind of. I think I was. I was like, this seems so American and kind of weird that I've got to try it. I like that. I like that. I actually like watching you eat strange foods. Recently, we did something called Apply Week, and we ate some ghost pepper chips with ghost pepper salsa. And people loved your reactions. I loved eating the ghost pepper. All right. That, but that wasn't the weirdest thing you've eaten. No. Nope. Combination. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dan, we're going to switch topics here. Where is the most beautiful place you've ever been? Oof. That's really hard. Um, give us some options. Oh, my gosh. Like where, where's like some okay, of the beautiful I'm places? I'm going to give you, you a few different places. Um, nostalgically beautiful is a place called Bardsey Island in the UK, really tiny, okay. tiny island. Um, then just like jaw-dropping beauty i really found oregon quite beautiful wow um, but i've been places in the middle east as well and and they they're equally beautiful so okay so those are some options okay uh switching topics here we go dan do you prefer to receive money or a gift why and why oh gosh um if the person knows me well and they've gifted me with that in mind then i like a gift but otherwise Money, because then <laughs> power, and okay, how I can about buy this? what I want. How about a gift or a gift card? Great question. Not really sure. Okay, you're not sure? No. So, okay, let's say that somebody knows you really well. Sure. And they start with a gift card. They're like, Dan, you mean so much to me. <laughs> I'm just going to give you this gift card. Oh, I'm not going to be mad at that. No, you'd be happy, it. really happy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh. I don't know why I like I really like receiving a gift card. I'd probably rather have a gift card than a gift most times because the gifts, you know, I don't know, like it's like a 50/50 chance at best, you know. That's a good point. But giving somebody a gift card kind of seems like like I didn't really try on this. Like, well, like let's say I love LL, I love LL Bean, right? I okay. love some of the stuff there, but I don't like some of the other stuff there. So if somebody <laughs> knew that I loved LL Bean and they just went and bought me something from LL Bean, then there's a chance that I'm not going to like it. But if they give me a gift card, then I'm like, wow, that's really thoughtful of you. Now I get to get the thing that I want. What do you like from LL Bean? I'm um, just asking in case anybody shoes, out there wants to get you gifts. <laughs> slippers, that kind of things. Camping wow. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why this reminds me of this, but Dan and I watch Survivor uh, pretty regularly. Um, maybe some of you out there do. I, I don't know. It's fun. But so the host, if you've never seen Survivor, I think everybody gets the idea of how Survivor works. But there's What's his name again, Jeff Cavins. Jeff Probst. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Cavins is the Catholic host of Survivor. Um, <laughs> Jeff Probst is the host of Survivor, and he he kind of looks like a Survivor, a survival guy, mm -hmm. and he wears a very signature blue shirt. I learned recently it was just a Columbia shirt that he buy. He would buy all these Columbia tan shirts, and somebody on staff would dye them what? blue and cut them because I guess I don't know. Maybe you know this better than me, but I guess like survival shirts are really long. Whoa! Yeah. And so finally, a couple of years ago, somebody the show's been on the air for like eighteen years or something. 
Somebody from Columbia noticed and said, why do you cut our shirts? And why, <laughs> why do you dye them? Like, we'll just make it for you. Oh, so now they so make a that's, Jeff that's Probst what they do. shirt? Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's cool. Yeah, anyways. Um, but if somebody gives you... Get him the Jeff Probst If somebody gives you a shirt you don't like, you could always just dye it. I've never considered that. Yeah. Cut it and dye it. Okay, uh, two more questions, Dan. You ready? I'm ready. Are you more of a hoarder or saver? Hoarder or saver? It's the same thing in my mind. I guess, okay, that is is a weird question. I was thinking it was the opposite, but I guess you, like, hoard lots of things. Okay, yeah, let's let's ask a different question. Well, we could just reword it to what it means. Are you more of a hoarder or you just get rid of things? Yes. I'm more of a hoarder because I can see a use for everything. So I keep it just in case I need to use it in the future. Um, and that's a bad thing in some ways, but a good thing in other ways because I can. Like, how often does that benefit you? Um, probably ask my wife. <laughs> okay. Okay. Text Sarah. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite smell? Back to smell a vision. Um, favorite smell is probably going to be some kind of minty, frankincense smell type thing. Spicy, minty, frankincense. Does that all that go together? I can do. Okay. But like mint works alone, but like frankincense and that kind of stuff, I really like that smell. Okay. All right. There you have it. There is our Ask Dan part of the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Okay. Now let's jump right into the interview. We have Nick Red and Rick Arisman with Dan at the University of St. Thomas. Let's go. Well, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. We're in uh, UST right now because you guys are in town for a different conference. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what conference are you here for? We're here for a Damien Stain Healing Conference. Damien Stain Healing Healing conference. and Empowerment. That's right, baby. Okay. So we're, we're experiencing healing. We're learning some theology, yeah. some teaching of physical healing, inner healing, even a little bit of prophecy and how that plays into the role of healing. And then we're, there's workshops, there's exercises. So we just left one. And uh, there's about, out of 500-something people, like 208 healings. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. There was a dead guy actually raised from the dead. <laughs> yeah, <he's>, yes. <laughs> Today? No, I missed that. No, that's what not did he wheel him in from okay. the morgue? Or yeah, right. like... no, no, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, the Lord wants to normalize these charisms within the church so that we can actually go out and love people. So we can go out and, you know, some examples they were given today, like if you go out and tell someone about Jesus, they're much more open to it if their broken legs healed. You know, yeah, they're open to hearing about who Jesus is after mm-hmm. you've shown that Jesus has authority and power. That's awesome. The signs confirm the message, baby. Mark sixteen. I love uh, it. Yeah. So okay, so the teaching element of it, like, how do you teach somebody a charism? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. good. That's a great question. So I, I honestly think so. There's like charisms of healing, but everybody has the Holy Spirit. I ultimately think everybody's meant to play. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's you have the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that actually rose a dead man, Jesus, from the grave, mm-hmm. uh, that spirit is within you. Yeah. And if we release, I mean, I can release healing into you in the, in the authority and name of Jesus Christ. So it's, it is interesting. There's a mystery to all of it. There's a charism of healing, but also, you, do, do I have the charism or is it like a temporary thing or is it the Holy Spirit's on you, release healing, pray for healing? Ultimately, my heart is just to contend for healing for people. And mm-hmm. I think everybody can actually pray in the name of Jesus and mm-hmm. the authority of Jesus. So, Yeah, do we have the faith to do what Jesus did? Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And I love what you just said, that you have like the heart for bringing healing to people. Yeah. And so it's kind of no coincidence why you guys are here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not here to talk about physical healings. Um, but we are here to talk about living God's purpose in your life. We are. Um, yeah. yeah, we are. That's Surprise. good to know. I know. I didn't want to tell you beforehand. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of like let okay. it kind of come out. Yeah, no, this is good. This um, is good. But you guys yes. are kind of linked because you both are life coaches. Yes. You teach people how to breathe and not drown and yep. live. Yep. How, yeah. Right? How, That's what a life coach is, right? Keep breathing. Pretty much. Keep your heart beating. Yeah, yeah. You're keep good. doing go, that. Go, yeah, keep, go, you go. You can go. do we it. We can root <laughs> people on, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually, yeah. So a lot of people don't know what life coaching is. So 
Rick, you want to kind of lead off with generally a basic friend. What, what is life coaching? Yeah. Yeah. Life coaching is basically uh, a process that someone can do. They could meet with Nick or I or a different coach. And what's kind of cool about Nick or I is we're Catholic coaches. Like we love Jesus Christ. We're disciples of Jesus. And so we're not just doing coaching, but we're doing coaching from that perspective. But coaching is basically a process you walk through to look at um, where, where am I now and where might God be calling me to be? And that could be in any area of your life, your career. It could be um, in your marriage. It could be in uh, your spiritual life. Um, that sounds a lot like spiritual direction to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, what like differentiates you from like a traditional spiritual director? Oh, it's so, it's so, it's so good. Like, uh, you know, in spiritual direction. Um, in the spiritual directors that I've known of, they do a great job of asking questions. So there'll be some overlap, sure. but I don't, it's the coach don't have authority over someone's life. I'm setting okay. a process up by which I'm mm-hmm. asking them questions and helping them. Uh, we invite the Holy Spirit into that process, but helping them take action towards the things they believe God's calling them to. So the authority in my life, the, I don't have any authority as a coach. I'm just drawing out of them what's God's plan, mm-hmm. what's God's purposes, what actions are you called to take. And, of course, I'll give my advice or feedback from time to time, but I try to keep it limited. I'm yeah. best functioning as a coach. So. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see the difference? Well, that's good. I, I, I mean, I think that you really hit it. Like we don't have the answers to somebody's life. Like we don't have a particular authority over them. Like, and, and we yeah. listen and ask questions. It's probably the two primary uh, um, skills of, of a coach is to listen deeply and to ask powerful questions. And, and a powerful question, when I first heard that phrase, a powerful question, I thought, well, the, the question needs to be really an amazing question, but really it's the power is within the person, the client. So I'm going to ask a question that taps into the power, this untapped power within you to draw it out of you. Uh, So I think it's a lot of just asking questions. We do try to limit our amount of, you know, how much we speak into somebody's life. But I do want to highlight one thing you said was we're Catholic coaches. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does it mean, oh, I just go to mass on Sundays and I coach? Yeah. Uh, I think the word Catholic is really important because it's, you know, according to the whole, the holistic approach to the human person. Amen. Like, like your life, like every part of your life, it cannot be disintegrated. Preach like it, Nick. <laughs> come on. <laughs> but I mean, you, you know, we're body, yeah. soul, spirit, yeah. will, intellect, heart, like a delicate composition of all of it. Yeah. And we have memories from growing up that we're acting a certain way because of yeah. things that have our, you know, our birth order or how we grew up in a, in a particular <laughs> yeah. environment. And like, even like the will of God, which I know we're going to talk about that a little bit today and God's yeah. purpose for your life. It's not in a vacuum. It's, it's according to the whole of your life. Yeah. And so it's like, there's a whole person in front of me and yeah, we're fractured and yeah, we're broken and yeah, there's concupiscence and yeah, there's sin, yeah. but, and there's healing available, but I want to see people as whole and, 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 and love them and ask yeah. them questions and coach them into living a whole integrated life. So for a Catholic, that's kind of what the word means for me is, is yeah, there's a spiritual reality. There's yeah. a physical, emotional, yeah. a psychological reality to living your best life, if we can use the cliche. Yeah, yeah the Lord wants all of you. And yeah. if you're not all in, uh, coaching or coaching type questions and, and experiences can be for you. Mm-hmm. If you're not all in, the Lord's got more for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So, okay, like I'm not trying to like stump you we move from like it's not spiritual direction but Mm -hmm. then some of the things you were sounding uh talking about sound like counseling Mm -hmm. like a counselor like asking questions and listening yeah so where is there a difference between life coaching and great question great question so i I, in a nutshell there's kind of two sides of the coin let's say healing and and equipping on one side healing counseling therapy focuses a lot on looking into the past and, and, and healing trauma, wounds, abandonment, rejection, various things that are very real. Coaching takes people that are fairly healthy, stable, functioning, at a stable place in their life, and yes, looks into the past at a point, maybe as a point of reference, like where have you been, but more focus on where are you going. Yeah. Looking at the now, where is God calling you to move, and then how are we gonna get some actionable steps to get you moving in that direction. So it's more looking forward than, than looking backwards. Yeah. Okay. One last question, like, um, about what is a life coach? You are talking about everything in terms of like where God wants to move you, but not all life coaches have God as a part of the the Mm -hmm. equation. So I'm just curious, 
what is their paradigm? Is it just what meaning can you bring to yourself in life or yeah i think that's a great question right like our theology impacts everything we do so uh, the way we think about things the way we view the world and that's <coughs> that's why it's so important like i want to see a catholic coaching revolution in the church i want to see and i believe that there's going to be more and more catholic life coaches and my hope is that there are men like nick and i who are form men and women like Nick and I, who are formed as radical disciples of Jesus Christ, who know their identities as sons and daughters of God, and now they're trained as coaches, mm. right? Because that's a whole different thing to invite the Holy Spirit into that again and to let him lead through this process. You know, otherwise, yeah, there's all kinds of, you know, goofy stuff out there, and you certainly don't want to be giving, you know, you don't want to meet with a new age counselor. You don't want to meet with a new age coach. That's, that's probably okay. not the, the direction to go there, so... But, but there are life coaches there. Yeah, and they're secular. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. they're yes. just normal yes. secular yep. people. But yep. powerful tools that they have, um, <clears throat> yeah. you know. But if some of them were religious, but not Christian, you know, it would certainly be wouldn't be something I would recommend folks to to be okay. doing. Yeah. Cool, and like something you guys are passionate about, and we've talked about this before, and I love mm -hmm. the way that you both speak about it. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk today yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I want to understand it better for myself. I just want to know what you mean. Um, uh, it, it's, it's sort of living out God's purpose for your life, yeah. right? And um, that just sounds to me like living in a state of grace, which seems simple, like that's all I got to do. But way, the way you speak about it, there's more like passion. Mm. You're excited about awakening something in people. Like, mm. tell me about that. Yeah. Man, awakening greatness. Awaken folks. greatness, that's, that's like your baby. Line, Let's Man, go. Go ahead. You jump in and I'll add anything yeah, to it. So good, Dan. Um, so God's purpose for your life, living in the state of grace. Um, another way of asking, you know, like, what is the will of God for me? in my life, this like big mystery of what is God's will for my life. I think, I think there is greatness within each person. There's yeah. untapped greatness, untapped potential within every single person. I mean, the often quoted uh, quote from Benedict XVI, your man, Dan, oh, yeah. is um, this world offers you comfort, right? But you were not made for comfort. You were made for truth. Truth. <laughs> and truth. And truth is a person. You were made for greatness, and greatness is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ, and he died, yes, so you could get to heaven, but so that yeah. he can make his home inside of you. Yeah. And we have greatness, this, yeah. un this inexhaustible well yeah. of greatness, this access to eternity. Scripture says all of eternity in Ecclesiastes is within you. There are mm -hmm. desires within you, unique mm -hmm. to you. There are dreams and potential and traits and uniqueness and quirks and, and all of these things that make you who you are yeah and 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 i think they're honestly i think there's more life within you mm. within people listening to this yeah. there's more i'm going to speak to you there's more life within you than can be lived in one lifetime Amen. and i think we could sit down and kind of just dream up 12 different paths and i think the will of god isn't necessarily a what well, I think it is a who. It is a person, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, the way, the truth, and the life. The, the way is a person. The truth is a person. And the life is a person. Um, but the will of God isn't a what. It's more of a way. It's, 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 it's living life with the Father. It's living life with the King of the universe. And, and, and I think we're going to be able to continue to live more of this life in the new Jerusalem, but it's tapping into that, that abundant life now. And because I'm I'm a guy who there are so many dreams within me, and I could more than I could do in one lifetime. That's the the truth. There's yeah. there's so many dreams and so many desires, and it kind of comes down to and there's so much noise in the world and so much noise in my own head yeah. that when I can have somebody come alongside me, ask me some questions, draw out yeah. some desires, and actually get an actionable plan to kind of start moving the ball forward, and we might pivot, you know, and we might head a different direction. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of a start for just kind of tapping into the will of God. Nick, I know you pretty well and like, you're an adventurous guy. Like, why aren't you going off to be, you know, a, a skydiving instructor? Well, I thought about it. Right? I, know, I know you did. That's <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. 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 But why no, not do the, that? One you know, the greatest... no one has purposes in your mm -hmm. life. Well, why not a skydiving mm -hmm. Shout instructor? out to my man, Dick. He bought me a birthday present for <laughs> a, uh, the adventures of Dick and Nick, hashtag speaking of. He, he bought me a, uh, a, a, a skydiving birthday present, which was nice. one of the best experiences of my life. Wow. And he almost crapped his pants. So, sorry, Dick. 
Oh. I yeah. forgot your question, Rick. No, no. Why, question? why not be a skydiving instructor? <laughs> well, why? yeah, great question. So that, that desire is not really within me. There are a lot of luring things, and I also yeah. am aware that I yeah. do tend to pivot a little too much and, and be drawn to some shiny things. Yeah. And I, there are deeper desires. I think that's the power of coaching, too, uh-huh. in listening deeply, is it's a process of deeper excavation. So yeah. there's a desire for this. Well, Why? What's underneath that? Well, I want adventure. Okay, what does that mean? What does it look like? Uh-huh. And, and, and so, you know, I think part of it is exposure. I wasn't really exposed to skydiving growing up. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not about skydiving right now. Um, but there are... Yeah. I, I get you. I yeah. get you. Like, I, the, I feel like I'm, what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong because I don't fully understand it, but in our life, like, there are sort of desires, but sometimes the desires can be mirages or fool's gold. When there's a, there's a deeper goal to be had, right. we just yeah. haven't had That's the time good. to process it mm-hmm. yeah. and even like actually externalize mm-hmm. um, what our true heart's desires are. And what I'm hearing from you guys is that you're able to ask questions that help a person realize, oh, wait a minute, this is more important to me mm-hmm. than this fool's goal that I, right. that yeah. I like and right. I enjoy, yeah. Yeah. but... Um, yes. I don't think I'm actually as fulfilled yeah. doing that. And may, it's, yeah. It, and maybe it, go ahead, Rick. No, and you have to invest in that process. And it, you don't have to do that only through coaching, right? Any person that's self-reflective, yep. that invests in themselves and takes time to just reflect on who am I, where am I, take stock of their life, yeah. right? And where God might be calling them to go. And that's the real question, not what do I want, mm-hmm. but what might God want? And knowing that he puts these things within us too that we can tap into, which is yeah. back to that uh, yeah. fun example of, God did make Nick to be freaking adventurous, but there's this adventure that God's calling him on into life, right? As, yeah. as you get married, as you minister, as you mm-hmm. coach, and mm-hmm. you know that's the, the kind of grand yeah. adventure he's calling yeah. you on. Yeah, and I think even just a Catholic view of, like, Catholic is the both and idea, right? Yeah. It's always both and in the Catholic world. And, and it's not like, well, it's not what you want, it's what God wants. Well, it's kind of both. Yeah. It's, yes, what he wa- you want and what he yeah. wants. Yeah. I mean, it's like the will of God is in holiness is, you know, God's will unified with my will. Yeah. And that's, that's the will of God ultimately is, is yeah. your holiness. And that's his purpose is union yes. with him. Yeah. And if we can tap into that union here on earth and getting in touch with my desires and, and his desires married, married together. And, and as coaches, we're looking for that. We're looking for the kinds of things that bring you joy and passion. We're looking for the areas of your life where we've seen, where you've seen, uh, God operate and move and do things, and we're just reflecting that back to them, mm-hmm. and then asking them, you know, where where do they want to go? And sometimes too, when there's that block, that obstacle, what might God be calling you to? What mm-hmm. might He want? And you know, just again to invest it, that kind of time and self reflection, um, and willing to take that risk in action. You know, mm-hmm. to be a Christian means willing to take that risk. And not only are you reflecting investing that time but are you willing to take that risk Mm -hmm. what if you get it wrong a little bit Mm -hmm. you know what what if you get it a little bit wrong but you're willing to risk Mm -hmm. following jesus um Mm -hmm. are you willing to risk taking a risk and diving into what's in your heart really because i think a lot of times we choose paths because maybe we think we should yeah or it'll make us a lot of money Maybe there's family pressure or peer mm-hmm. pressure or worldly pressure, and we, we make decisions based on factors out of an external locus of control rather than internally what's in your heart. And, and, and again, when we talk about some of this stuff and get kind of dangerous, it's like, well, what do you want? And that's where like the new agey kind of stuff comes yeah. in. Well, I think there's a lot of truth in a lot of that, though. Yeah. You know, so what's in your heart? What, and, and, and there are, yeah. there's gifts in your heart, you know, and we need people, we need sounding boards that people ask us questions. We also need people to speak truth to us. Yeah. And we got like the American Idol people that we, like, how do they make it onto the show? Or how did somebody not tell them that they do not have a gift <laughs> for singing? Yeah. You know what? You got the passion. Yeah, I don't have that gift. You know, <laughs> you know, not at all. Let's hear a little bit. No, you don't want to hear. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm thinking that's why I'm a coach. You know, it wasn't because I was brave yeah. or courageous. It was because I felt this call, and I invested time in to reflect, and I heard it, and I took one step. Yeah. I mean, I never knew that I'd be getting to do some of the things that I get to do now. Yeah. I, was, I couldn't even say, like, I'm, I, it, it, with, at church with folks that I know, I couldn't say I'm a life coach. Mm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I was afraid I'd run off. Yeah. You know, I'm not a salesman, right. you know, but little by little, that courage and risk to follow the Lord to yeah. the next step. Yeah. 
I think a lot of times what people need to hear, too, if I can be so bold, I mean, just coaching aside, really, is when we think about God's will yeah. and his purpose and his plan and this one life that I have, we get one shot, right? Like, this isn't dress, this isn't, this is, this isn't dress rehearsal. Like, this is a real deal. And, and yeah, someday, I mean, we'll be really living fully. Um, but it's just permission, permission to take a risk permission to actually follow your desires and, and and honestly if your heart's in the right place and you have some accountability and, and i think a lot of people dan listen to this podcast they are they're trying to live the life of the church they're trying to live in holiness and, and i yeah. think when we got some non-negotiables in order we we got i mean augustine says we have to trust our desires if we're following the lord hey. like you know i mean love god and do what you will right and that that can be abused we can abuse yeah, that yeah. quote like love god and do whatever you want yeah. I mean, where grace abounds, you know, sin yeah. abounds, grace abounds all the more. Do we sin more? No, you know, but, but just permission to, you know, follow your desires with somebody that's in your corner that's going to really kind of hold the mirror up and kind of shine some truth into your life and, and say, but, but it will clean the mess up later. Like, let's take a risk here. Let's see what can happen if we follow this desire and, and, and have maybe a healthy amount of self-distrust. Like, I got to keep living in the light. Yeah. Um, but, but permission, there, permission to follow some dreams that are deposited within your heart, maybe by the king of the universe. There, mm. there were 12 men that did that a couple of thousand years ago. Yeah, they turned the world upside down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Imagine that. The power of one, too. I, we really, yeah. I mean, I think, I, believe, I think we all believe in the power of one person, one yeah. life lived. Yeah. You know, four foot whatever, yeah. drop her down in the middle of Calcutta, yeah. bam. It's a ripple effect. Got it, Our right? decision to follow Christ. One person at a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Impacts so many others. And yeah. we, we were just at a talk the other day. I said, you know, if you can impact over the course of your life a thousand people and those thousand people can impact another thousand people, and that's a million. You know? hmm. and, uh, but that has that impact either way. So are we living all in? Are we all in on seeking after God's plan for mm -hmm. our life, God's purposes? Are we here for ourselves? Are we here for him? Right. Um, right. And that's an ongoing work for each of yep. us. But and some days better than others to answer yeah. that question. Yeah, but we're headed yeah. a sp specific direction. Yeah. yeah. And again, there's so many tools like you mentioned earlier, but coaching's one tool for that, one yeah. piece. Yeah, I, I like listening to you guys speak just now. Uh, it sounds like you're in a way just helping people hear the voice of God in their lives and then also hear the voice of their heart as well and like where those two might line up and uh, you know when i think about you know the whole like god's will thing people yeah. often uh, i don't know i feel like there's a misconception about it i feel like there's a misconception that i want to do this therefore god's will must be the opposite of yeah. that because yeah. i want to do this right. like i don't know where that comes from yeah. but I, yeah. I definitely encounter it in my own Mm -hmm. heart and have to wrestle with that mm -hmm. and sometimes yeah. it might be true that god wants you to do sure. the opposite yeah mm -hmm. um but it doesn't necessarily kind of mean, mean yeah. that um so i mean how how does a person like how do you help people kind of uh discern through that process of mm -hmm. um hearing god's voice versus their voice yeah i well and, and this is kind of getting into the spiritual side of things but i think one thing that's coming to my heart as you're talking is is like, how do you view god What's your mm. view of God the Father? Mm. How do you see Him? Yeah, and you know, even and and that. Like, tell me about like what what was it like growing up with your your dad or mm. your mom? Mm -hmm. how, just you know, how how was that? Yeah. And and you can kind of start to see our projections onto God of whether it's life just disappoints us yeah. or or various doctrines we've believed that are yeah. actually error and yeah. it's not truth. And, and so I, I, a big part is just getting to the deeper, like the why, like, why do you believe that? You know, and because I think when we understand who God is and what he says about us and how deeply committed he is to us living in freedom and how deeply he is at the same time to maturing us, to raising up mature sons and daughters. And sometimes yeah. that's, that's discipline, right? Yeah. Um, but understanding that the nature of who God is and, who his, and what his heart is like, yeah. that, that he's a good God, he's a good father, and it doesn't mean do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it often doesn't mean like, you want to do that? Yep, yeah, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to pull the rug out under you. Mm -hmm. But a lot, sometimes we think that, like, if I yeah. keep following this path and things are going well, like, when is he going to pull the rug out underneath me? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's so good the the way you just described it, Nick, because that was my own experience, like God coming and saying, 
um, me having to go ask him, Lord, who do you say that I am? Like asking him that question over and over so I can receive my identity from him, not from the lies I've believed about myself, not from any past or anything, but like who does he say that I am? Mm. And then with confidence and trust stepping into that, you know, and there's a, can be a lot of blocks and obstacles mm -hmm. to that. It sounds um, scary. It sounds mm -hmm. risky. Like yep. yeah. I'm sure people know that they're signing up for probing questions, right? <laughs> questions where I'm going to have to speak about my past, like which sort of sounds like counseling mm -hmm. in that moment. But that sounds scary, but there, there's got to be something good about that process, right? Even, oh, yeah. even if you are terrified to even go there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's built out in such a way, too. So if you meet with Nick or I, we're going to send out some forms in advance, and you're going to get on your own to spend an hour yeah, an hour and a half, and just time reflecting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of a safe space to get some things out on paper, to get them out of your mind, out of your heart, and to do it prayerfully, get some things on paper. And then when we meet, you know, there's always a sort of process, too, mm -hmm. like that. So um, where we're asking some questions before you move through a process of setting some actions up for the next time. And, mm -hmm. you know, I should say, too, about the coaching process, is, it's awesome and fun, is, you know, each time it'll be something different. Like you might use a different prep form, Nick, but mm -hmm. we'll send out a prep form and we'll ask what are some wins? You know, so we're retraining people not just to see the negative, but what are the wins? Where, where have you taken action? What is different? What is new? How are you seeing different? Uh, who, how are you in your person different? You know, mm -hmm. what are some of these wins? Of course, what are the challenges? And so we're, we're doing something similar to that yep. in each coach call, um, just training people to, to see the world and to see themselves maybe the way God would want them to. So hmm. we're talking <clears throat> living God's purpose yeah, in yeah. your life for your life in your life. How would you, how would you word that? Living Which preposition. Each, uh, yeah. You tell living me God's purpose over your life, within mm -hmm. your life, in your life, under your life, yeah. for your life. For your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the average person, who is at home listening or watching this? Um, I mean, oh yeah, we're on camera. I forgot about that. You're on that. camera. Like, say hello Feel to kind of exposed. the cameras. Hey, like, everybody, there they are. Um, now, like, I, I think we have like is pretty cool. I think we have like two thousand listeners per uh, podcast, awesome. which is sweet. And I don't know how many of them I know personally, if any of them, um, but. I'm guessing that a greater proportion of our listeners um, won't have the time nor the money to get count coaching. Mm -hmm. Or they might be in a remote place where it's not available. Yeah. Um, for the average person, what are the sort of things, like what, what's some value for them to yeah. sort of grow and live in God's purpose in their life? What are some words of advice you guys would have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, you know, if, if you just get a couple tools for someone, right? Like in a, in a, uh, video recording like this, audio recording, I'd say get a vision, uh, for what the Lord might have for your life. And I've got some tools and I can throw, yeah, how do you do that? How I can, can you get yep. a vision. Like, what well, does that even mean? Like, do well, I have to sort of go into ecstasy and like, like <laughs> well, plan yeah. my life out right. in my brain? Right. Like that's Sherlock awful. Holmes, like, yeah, that's right. my mind <laughs> have done that lately? Just, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, yeah. How, how do you get a vision? Like, right. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, sometimes but, I feel like stuck in just the totally. mundane, like reality yeah. of everyday life. Mm -hmm. and vision I, is hard. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to share a free tool with that, and I'll throw Nick's phone number and email and address on there and stuff too. But um, just reflecting on where might you want to be in three years um, and just going over some basic tools, kind of looking at where you are now. Um, and we can share some free tools on that um, mm -hmm. with, with our contact information and stuff. But really thinking about that, like wh literally, where do I want to be in three years? Where do I want to be in my marriage, in my finances, in my health? Where do I want to be in my spiritual life? Where do I want to be in my career? just taking time to reflect, getting some things on paper. There's a real power about getting things on paper, keeping them in front of you. You can learn a lot of this from the best self-help gurus out there, um, just asking things like that. And then, of course, I always try to break it down so that people have some things they're trying to actually do on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis so they can see that they've gotten somewhere in the next three months. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is real big stuff we're talking mm -hmm. about. You know, and it's God's purposes, but yeah, let's do some real things. Let's take action uh, towards that. So there's some yeah. simple things. Just being reflective. Journal, 
you know? Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be nickerized worksheets, even making sure you're journaling. Right. Yeah, no, I would say probably the number one thing that comes to mind is having one person running with you. Um, I mean, the power of another person speaking truth into your life, listening deeply. Um, it, for guys, if you got a brother in your life, you know, women out there, who's the one sister in your life that can, that that, that knows you, that can, knows your journey, knows where you've been, knows your struggles, but can see the gifts maybe more clearly than you can see that are within you, hmm. uh, can create this safe space for you to dream. Is man, I mean, even like, like Matthew Kelly's like seven levels of intimacy. Maybe it's level five or six where hopes and dreams are like the is deep, deep intimacy here, right? Deep levels of vulnerability. When you start talking about your dreams and desires, I remember the first time I ever shared that with anybody, like my dream, my desire to be a public speaker. Mm. It was like you were in the room, Dan. It was mm. at Net Ministries mm. when we were going through the seven levels of intimacy. Mm. And I remember sharing that in a group of of people that I trusted, but I was still scared, like really scared of sharing that. I thought people were going to stone me. But some people, I remember like Anna Carter, actually, I remember she, who was on here, right, before also this podcast. You've yeah, had some yeah. giants come before <laughs> us, you know, yeah. starting off with Dave Rinaldi, you know, Anna yeah. Carter is just killing it. I love what, what she's doing with her ministry. But I remember she even said, yeah, Nick, you'd be a great. I could see that. I'm like, well, really? You're not going you to mock me for that? But having somebody, who is it in your life? that can hear you and that, that you can maybe even ask, like agree upon like meeting regularly twice, three times a month. Cause you're right. Not everybody has the resources financially to be able to afford coaching. Um, and, and even if they're not geographically near you, who is it um, in your life? And start thinking about that, asking God to provide somebody. If you don't know anybody that can, you know, you can both mutually win yeah. as you have this conversations together. Maybe it's going through some content, but there, where there is so much content, so much information, so many books, so many podcasts, so many resources in this world. It's overwhelming. Right. And, and that's the power of having somebody come into your life and say, Hey, let's actually choose one, one tool, one book. Let's listen to this podcast maybe and let's talk about it and let's start diving deeper into each other's hearts and into God's hearts together so I think that's probably my one tip I would say is who is it in your life that can can listen and, and dream with you and challenge you and hold you accountable too mm. and I want to sort of debunk one I'm going to call you out as a coach yeah. here all right debunk yeah. one lie you almost anyone can afford coaching mm. we buy all kinds of can I say crap here is yeah. that fine crap we buy yeah. all kinds of crap spend our money all kinds of places but I'm certain if you really want coaching, Nick or I will figure out how to, sure. how to make or, or other folks who will be able right. to refer over. Right, There's right. tons of coaches. So, um, But you said one yeah. thing, Nick, when you're talking about um, just dreams. Mm -hmm. And one set of folks that was on my heart as I was preparing for this today was like folks in ministry. Um, so I'm going to speak right to you folks. Like if you were in ministry and it's been two years now, five years now, ten years now, and you're beginning to like look at your life and be like, I'm not where um, I thought I might be. Or you're like, man, it was so great back when I used to pray five hours a day or seven hours a day. Like something like this, just reflecting and mm -hmm. spending time with a coach could be good for you. I wanted to speak that truth that God has plans and purposes for you. Life can be just as dynamic, even more dynamic and uh, in married life with three kids with one puking on you and a runny <laughs> nose. Like, yeah. God has got, if we respond, God has, God is going to respond to us. He's mm -hmm. got good plans for us. So I'll agree with that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and I like those tips for, you know, everybody today, they can take away, like having somebody trusted that yeah. you can speak to and then vision casting. Yeah. Like thinking about where you want your life to be in mm -hmm. yeah. three years time or longer or whatever it is. Um, I think that's good. Um, yeah, that's really, really good. So with your businesses, like you don't work for the same coaching company. Correct. You have your own coaching company. Yeah. So how does yeah. that work? Tell me just briefly. Maybe it's the term solopreneur. Yeah, that's so, right. Solo. Yeah, All right. solo. Hey, thanks. What? Okay. Like a but solo we work together and partner around I get you. I get things. You. Like coaches have this tight-knit community and family. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, yeah. Nick. Yeah, so I mean the name of my business is you ready for this? Nick Red Coaching. Yeah. Wow. LLC, baby. Yep. That's right. Wow. It's got a ring to it, right? 
so yeah, so I mean, yeah, I have my own business. Um, so and, and I filter like my the speaking engagements I have. I usually like filter it through there. So they pay Nick Red Coaching. Um, so it's uh, yeah. So I have Nick Red Coaching, and you work for uh, Red Revive Coaching. So what does that mean? It Red Revive to revive. Red and renew and restore. Revive, renew and restore. It's a sort of a Latin yeah. word with the English meaning. And that really flows from like my life purpose, which is mm. to help renew the church. And coaching is just one tool. And I couldn't say that sounds so like arrogant, I think. Like mm-hmm. I'm called to renew the church. Like I don't want to say stuff like that, but I just get more mm-hmm. comfortable, right? Like mm-hmm. the Lord's called me to renew the church and right. acting as a coach is just one tool to do that. Yeah. So yeah, and I love that. And we're all called Amen. to renew the Amen. church. Yeah. Like every single one yep. of us. Yeah. Like, you yeah. too? I thought it was yeah. just for me. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 be, I do believe, like I don't believe everyone's meant to be kind of uh, on stage or um, like in the spotlight. Right. Right? Yeah. I think we all have a, a part to play. And I do think that um, we have a realm of influence. Like there is, right. um, for us, like our renewal in the church, like, is renewal of self first, yeah, and then renewal of those around us, mm-hmm. and then, as you said, you know, yeah. like if you if you can influence a thousand people and they each can influence a thousand people, that's a million people, yeah. Like whatever the math is, like I don't know yeah. if there's like if you can point to a specific thing, like we do influence people, and that yeah. does have effect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I I don't think it's arrogant no. as long as you're not saying. I am the renewal for the church. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, But I, you know, like I, I'm called to, you know, play a part in that renewal. And that's why I'm comfortable saying that. Like when one of my own first coach exercises with a coach, this came out and I had to go back and get feedback from six or seven friends. What strengths do you see in me? You know, you could do that too. Like ask a questionnaire of six or seven friends. Wait, say that again. So a questionnaire for my own coach training, I had to send out these four or five questions to six or seven different friends and two or three came back and they said, all you talk about is renewal in the church. Mm. And finally, okay. I just, I would have never said that. And I just was comfortable. And today I say it without any pride or arrogance, just because that's one of God's purposes in my life. And yeah. we got to get, and isn't that a need? We need a wave, right? Yeah. Of Catholic coaches amongst many other holy men and women, priests, religious, lay, but we need a wave of Catholic coaches and some of you are going to be called to be Catholic coaches. We need a wave of people helping people look at these mm-hmm. things. You know, so we are living radical lives, intentional, all in. Hmm. Yeah. Rick, I mean, I, I, thanks for sharing that, first of all. That's, that's, that's just real stuff. It's, and, and that's kind of vulnerable, say, like saying, like, your, your purpose, right? Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not arrogant. I do, you know, I think it's truly humble, really. And, mm-hmm. and I think false humility is actually killing the church. It's actually crushing people. This, what do you like, mean by false humility? Like, tell, like, tell, like, tell um, like, I think sometimes we think humility is like thinking less of herself or like deprecating herself. Yeah. And, and one of my favorite books, Henry Nouwen wrote a book called Return of the Prodigal Son. Mm. And he said, for a long time, I considered low self-esteem to be some kind of virtue. Mm. Yeah. He said, I was, I was warned so often against pride and self-conceit that I, that I used to consider it a good thing to deprecate myself. But he goes, but, but um, now I realize that the real sin is to deny my original goodness, to, mm, to, wow. to deny God's first love for me. And, yeah. and without claiming that original goodness and God's first love for me, without claiming my goodness yes. and without claiming my inheritance and who I am and, that, and, and without taking hold of the truth that my life matters Amen. and what I do with my life matters and how I spend my time matters. And at the end of my life, I will be held accountable. Like I will stand before, <laughs> really though, I will stand before the judge. Yeah. And he's, gonna, he's not going to ask me, Nick, if I raised my hands in prayer yeah. or if I prayed in tongues over people yeah. or if I released healing into people's lives. He's going to say, did you love me? And how did you steward your life? And how did you spend the time I gave you and the resources I gave you and the gifts I gave you? How, mm. what, did you spend your life for the sake of others? And I think false humility is, is, is thinking, well, I don't want to come across as prideful and as if like my life matters. No, your life matters. And your yeah. dad is the king of the universe. But yeah. I think deeply, and I'm he- hoping that as people hear these words, that's resonating with their heart, that yes. I want to believe that my life matters. I want to believe yeah. that... I want to believe that, that Nick Red's life matters, and I, and I want to believe yeah. that, that there's actually greatness within me, and, and, and giving yourself permission to think that mm, and yeah. to live out of that place, it's, it's not this untapped power over others, but it's this untapped power within you that we can we access that as power to serve others and to lay down our life for the world mm. and, and to give and to bless people and to live generously. 
from a place of abundance in, in your heart. So, so I, uh, you know, in, in your life matters, people. That, yeah. You know? so. that resonates a lot. Like, I, I, I do sense that, you know, in, in everyone there is that kind of, there is that reality. Um, and I think they, they put that into, like, movies. Like, I'm sure you've yeah. seen The Force Awakens. Whether you like it yeah. or not, like, there's that, there's that moment in, in the movie. I mean, it came out a few years now where the protagonist, Ray, she has been kind of told to kind of take up this mm. lightsaber. Yeah. But she goes and touches it and has this like vision mm. of all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she gets afraid mm. of her destiny. Wow. Mm. You know, and she has to kind of walk away from it until later on in the movie, she like comes to terms with like, no, I've got to, I've got to take this head on. Like yeah. I am made for this. I am made yeah. for this greatness. Yeah. And she picks it up and kicks Kylo Ren's yeah. butt. So. Claims her inheritance. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. I haven't seen this movie. That's kind of, I hope that's not, no, no, it's no, fine. No, you should no, see it. You should I, see it. I, I and like, look, no, I'm... look into like specifically yeah. that, what you were just sharing yeah. there. Like I, I remember up. seeing that very strongly in the film. Yeah. And, and, and then also in the film feeling like that, that's a common, there's, there's something about that. There's a common human experience yeah. in whatever she's experiencing. And now you've put words to it mm-hmm. yeah. to mm-hmm. me. That's like, beautiful. Um, so that's really cool. I love that you guys are passionate yeah. about like helping people to see that. Yeah. And I can now see that, you know, uh, you know the co- coaching role can play a role in people's lives for um, really them, enabling them to unlock, come to terms with, accept yeah. their own goodness in mm-hmm. true humility. Mm-hmm. Right. In right. true humility so that they can say, this is my, the purpose for my life. Yeah. And I'm going to live life directed around that singular purpose. Yeah. That, I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when you said it, like... Um, yeah, like I, I want that, you know, like yeah. I want that, I want that even more clearer. Like I live, I live, I live that to a degree. Um, but I can see how like coaching just is a good way to remind yeah. yourself constantly. And, yeah. And it's that accountability piece too, that walking alongside for a period of time as well. Yeah. In addition, not only discovering, but also, you know, that kind of accountability piece. And when you're meeting with someone like Nick, who's been, has all this formation and discipleship, He's going to know these different great best Catholic tips too from time to time to, hey, are you, like he said earlier, are you running with another set of guys? Mm-hmm. Are you running with another set of gals? Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, I will take my coach hat off and sometimes put my discipleship hat on mm-hmm. if I need to. You don't know Jesus? Let's, let's learn about Jesus for a few minutes and get the discipleship hat back off and put the coach hat back on. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm I'm beginning to uh, wind down here for yep. the for the podcast, um, and I want you guys to be able to share like how to get uh, in contact with you if people are interested in coaching, which I believe isn't. I mean, it was implied in our conversation, but it's yeah. not just a face to face thing; it's a phone call thing. Um, so you, feel free to share that kind of stuff. But um, anything else you want people to hear, our listeners today, any mm-hmm. senses that you have that they need to hear. You want to go first? You want yeah, to I'm sure something good will come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. False humility is going to get you nowhere. Um, true humility is, is accessing that gold within you, mm-hmm. you know, that inheritance. This, I think a lot of Christians, a lot of, a lot of us, we haven't claimed our inheritance. And I think most of my life I, I didn't. I, I played it small. You know, and and I thought, you know, if I just kind of stay quiet and play it small, that, that doesn't serve anybody, right? Yeah. And so I, I I just hope that people, in the name of Jesus and in the power of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, before the throne of the Father, say, my life matters. Like even out loud, like maybe you just look in a mirror and say, in the name of Jesus, my life matters, yeah. mm-hmm. and what I do with my life matters, and and how I spend my time matters, and it's stewardship. It's all stewardship. At the end of the day, is all stewardship. Like I'm, I'm just wearing the king's clothes. I'm driving the king's car. It's, it's not the best car in the world, but I, you know, it, it's his voice that he gives me. It's, it's, it's the, the, my creativity, my, my intelligence or lack thereof, or my humor, or my, 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 the abilities within me. It's all stewardship. It's on loan, and he's gonna come back, and he's gonna say, "What did you do with that?" Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's gonna, and he's gonna expect a return. You know, and that slothful 
steward out of fear buried it. And so just don't bury it. Hmm. Don't bury the gold. Don't bury the resources, but, but, but exercise them and build up the strengths and build up the, the, the capacity and, and the gifts, gifts within you. And I'm going to take this deeper. For all those young ladies out there that notice Nick doesn't have a ring on his finger, 43 it's too days. bad. He's getting married in 43 I'm days. Gonna make love to my best friend in 43 days. Is that inappropriate? That's <laughs> no, appropriate. Okay, it's, it's, it's true. Catholic well, marriage. we had to go there though, Nick. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's your website? And do you want to do like the website? And yeah, unless you had a, anything else you wanted to yeah. just kind of um, pitch. Yeah, I know. I'm open. Nick, are you open as well? We would love to hear from anyone who would love uh, a free coaching session. Just contact Nick or I. Dan mm-hmm. will make our websites and email addresses available. And um, Nick's amazing. You know, call Nick. Uh, if you want to call me, give me a call. Rick's pretty darn awesome as well. Rick is actually my coach. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, and and it has been, it's been 10 months where I think you've been my coach, and it has been incredible what I've been able to accomplish in the last 12 months, Rick, because you've come in my corner, because you've held me accountable. In accountability, I think a lot, sometimes that word too, that we get thrown off by like, oh, it's kind of like shame-laced, like, or did you, did you, you didn't do this again, did you? Or did you, I'm just gonna hold you accountable. But actually, there's abilities within you, and you're gonna make sure I, I, I take account for those. And so I'm just really grateful, Rick. Yeah. So Rick's awesome. And you, Re, what's your website? Uh, redivivecoaching.com. Awesome. Uh, we'll do the, we'll have it in the show notes or something. I'm sure too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah we'd love to offer that free session. Is there uh, an email address that they they can yeah, get you? Yeah, it's at? Uh, Rick Arisman at RedviveCoaching.com. How do you spell R E D I V I V E Coaching.com. And how do you spell your name as well? Because your name Rick Arisman R I C K E R I S M A N. Awesome. Yeah, so. And for you as well, Nick? NickRedCoaching.com. N-I-C-K-R-E-D-D Coaching.com. Or it's email Nick at NickRedCoaching.com. I love that. And I, I think I, I want to leave with a with a quote as well because um, some of the stuff you were sh- sharing, like really like actually kind of listening to your own heart can be quite scary, I think, for people. Sure. Scary for me. Sure. Absolutely. Like, um, but I'm – Whenever this kind of thing comes up and there's fear, I'm always reminded of that quote from mm. As, uh, of Aslan, yeah. about Aslan, yeah. rather, mm-hmm. from Narnia, mm-hmm. where um, they're talking to the beavers, I think, and um, yeah. it's the first time they ever hear about Aslan, yeah. and then it just kind of gets casually dropped that Aslan's a lion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And Susan is like, oh, uh-huh. uh, I thought he was a man. Is, yeah. is, is he quite safe? Yeah. I should feel rather nervous meeting a lion. And the Mr. Beaver like replies, safe? <laughs> no. Who said anything about safe? Yeah. Of course he isn't safe. Yeah. But he's good. Come on. Mm-hmm. Amen. He's the king, I tell you. Let's Amen. go. And I think that that's a good place to stop and just encourage people like, um, there is a goodness to this, even if yep. there is a danger to it. Yep. There's a risk. Amen. You don't want to do anything else but yeah. follow God. Yeah. Giddy up. Awesome. So check them out, um, uh, uh, their, their contact details that they shared. And God bless you all. And see you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thank God you. bless you guys. All right. Welcome back. Great interview, Dan. Thank you. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, the part where we recommend something before we go. Dan, you want to go first? I'm going to recommend Rick and Nick's uh, coaching. And um, the, you can contact them. You just look at their show notes and you'll find uh, the show notes are under the couch. But yeah, you, I put you'll them be able under to there. Find them. Um, you find them at their websites, www.insert website right here. Okay, do, we have, do we have the technology to do that? Probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, do those things. Okay, great. And I'm just going to recommend carrying around beef jerky in your pocket <laughs> in a wrapper. Um, no, but also uh, recommend uh, if you'd like to check out any of the stuff we did for Apply Week. We spent a week here at NET uh, doing stunts and games and such uh, on the NET Ministries Facebook page or on YouTube. Uh, you can just search and find our Apply Week. The whole point of the week was to get... Uh, sort of eyeballs turned towards net so that people would apply to serve with us for this upcoming year. So also, if you know somebody who'd be great to serve with net, we'd love to have you encourage them to apply. 
Awesome. All, all right. Anything else, Dan? No, that's great. All right. As always, we would love any feedback you have. So feel free to send us an email at podcast at netusa.org. Also, if you want to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be great too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. A five-star rating would be good. Or just tell somebody about the podcast who could do with the encouragement in their life. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks so much for checking us out. We will see you next time. God bless.